Happy Riley Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Super Bowl week edition. Great slipper flip. Spirits have been low. I'm not going to lie. As Carter throws his slipper at the wall, we have grumpiness amongst us. We're hoping Riley Davis can come fix our locker room issues, much the way Armando Bacon is trying to fix North Carolina's locker room issues. Riley, how are you? Uh, it's funny. You, you're bringing me in, expecting me to lift the spirits when my team lost at home to Clemson on Tuesday, a team that has only won in the Dean Dome twice, or excuse me, not just the Dean Dome in Chapel Hill ever. They were 0 and 59 in Chapel Hill as of 2020. And they've now won twice in Chapel Hill in the last four years. And I'm frustrated about it. Riley, are you more frustrated that your all American center is not necessarily getting the shot attempts that he needs or the fact that he'd rather be Dr. Oz? I don't, I'm not concerned about any of these. Like I've, we don't have to get it. Well, maybe y'all want to get into it. I'm, I haven't really been concerned about these post-game comments, like the tardiness to, to warmups and stuff. I know that shouldn't happen, but at the same time, I work with college students. I know college students can be dumb. Sometimes we lose sight of that, that we're literally watching a sport of people who are 18 to 23 or, uh, you know, the occasional 24, 25 year old and with COVID years, but still, they're going to make dumb mistakes. I'm not reading too much into it. I think Armando Baycott's been great these last two games, and I'm glad he's back on track. So I have no frustrations with Armando. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, critics, pundits would say the problem isn't people showing up late. It's the leader telling everyone that they're showing up late publicly. I would say that seems a little bit unwise. Hey, I, I don't think that needs to, that needed to come out. Uh, it it felt very, I don't know. It was interesting. Y'all had the whole effort uh, rant literally the day of UNC losing to Clemson and the post game was pretty much all about effort. And I, I kind of was like, I don't think the effort was bad. I think Clemson executed well and UNC had some defensive lapses and missed some shots. And yeah, some of that, it felt a little Duke hangover-y. Uh, I'll, I'll give them that. Um I would prefer for UNC to not treat the Duke game like it's the only one that matters. Like, I want to get back to watching Carolina. And I'm not saying they did that, but blaming it on the Duke hangover, hangover feels a little bit that way. I, I just hope they still got their eyes set on a Final Four and a National Championship because I think this team is still good enough to do it, even if they're going through a little rocky stretch right now. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to get to my YouTube comment of the day, but before I do do that, I just want to make it extremely, extremely extremely clear this is hubert's fault because he implied the rule of no cussing and i think the no cussing rule has festered into like i'm gonna tell everyone everything rule like we're leaving the classroom oh teacher you forgot to collect the homework type vibes with this north carolina team and i'm not i'm not here for it right that's all i'm saying you know i love my heels but this 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 narc energy this we are not doing the right thing we gotta tell everyone else energy i don't like it one don't like it one bit Hoping we get back on track. Wait, Carp, before the comment of the day, Riley, could you just do me a favor? Could you point your finger at yourself? This would really tell us a lot about who you are and where North Carolina is at. Can you just point a finger at yourself quickly? Uh, I'm hesitant to do that based on how you're prefacing this question, G. Well, so Carter and I just like we had a discovery. If you watch the video versions of our our pods or recaps this week, like when you actually are able to take accountability for your actions, uh, there's one correct way to do so with a finger point at yourself. And there are countless wrong ways to do it with a finger point at yourself. So if you if you don't mind, just point a finger at yourself and we'll determine. That's tough, Cart. Yeah, that's not good. It's not, not good. It's not good at all. It's really What's bad. the right way to do it? <laughs> With the thumb. It's yeah. on me. It's on Emphatic. me, guys. Mm. Emphatic. Uh, okay, let's get to the comment of the day. <laughs> Strong thumb. Okay, let's see here. Let's go. Okay. Before I do the comment, I'm sorry about the State Fair Handsome comment that I really seemed to really rock the world. It's a compliment. Riley, if I called you State Fair Handsome, would you take that as a threat? I would take that as you saying I'm like kind of ugly, but I'm the most handsome ugly dude. What the hell? Okay. Well. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I, if I got called State Fair Handsome by one of my own, I'd be like, what did I do to you? Like, <laughs> Okay, well, I guess I got to um, own up to that. 
Uh, I will take this comment from Owen. Owen says Carter needs to quit it with that bullshit and wanting to miss the tournament. What an absurd take. Sorry, Owen. I'm broken. Yeah, there you have it. I don't think we need more commentary there. I'm still laughing at the fact that uh, we started this episode with wondering if Armando Bacon has weak thumbs, and that's essentially where we landed. Uh, okay, to the Discord. Uh, Riley, I heard there were some allegations coming your way. I think Guy was in your DMs uh, accusing you of being a liar, a fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your response on any of that, it seemed to center around you not joining the Discord. Yeah. That's on me. <laughs> there we go. Oh, oh very nice. Strong, strong thumb work. <laughs> Accountability. We love it. Uh, if you want to join the Discord, you can do so. There's the link in the description of this video. We set a, a weekly or a season-long high. This is the most people that have ever joined the Discord in one week. And uh, let me give my quick shout-outs to those that did. Um, I need to scroll down on the fly here, which is a little difficult to do. We got uh middle name Mateen. We got Carter, aka Doug McDaniel fan, another Michigan fan of the Discord, which is lovely. Uh, I feel like there might be another one that I missed. I think we said Purdue Pete yesterday. So yeah, just more people every single day joining. Looks like Dane Game joined right on the fly. Hello, Dane Game. Welcome to the chat. Uh, the Discord's thriving right now. If you want to be part of this special community that does not include Riley Davis, which is perfectly okay for the record, Riley, we respect your wishes. Join the Discord link in the description of every video that we do. Uh, to the comments section where we start today with Boom Fizzle, who says a ton of sports discussion involves comparisons between different players and teams throughout the history of the sport. Because it's objectively impossible to definitively compare everything, how far back is reasonable to go back in time for comparative analysis and what can and cannot be adequately described over different periods? It's a good question, actually. Riley, how far do you think you should be allowed to go back in comparisons in sports? As of right now, for college basketball, I don't really think you need to go back further than 2010. That seems like a good cutoff. It's a decade and a half. Game has changed so much even since 2015. Like I know because we're we're all class of 2015 graduates ourselves. We I I don't know about y'all, but I feel like I don't want to feel like it was that long ago. When I think about that Kentucky team, Wisconsin, Frank Kaminsky's Wisconsin. Uh, I can't remember who won the title that year. Uh, but yeah, I think it was basically whoever won that that Final Four game between Kentucky and Wisconsin. I'm sure one of them won the title. But um, yeah, th- that seems like sort of a golden era of college hoops to me. But even since then, the sport has changed so much with the spacing and, I don't know, the pace of play. Of course, NIL portal stuff. I don't think you need to go back. That's why I don't think you need to go back past 2010. Mm. But if we draw the cutoff at 2010, then that means you have to give up 75% of Tom Izzo's Final Fours cart. Yeah, uh, to my answer my question about this, I go to 2000. I keep it. I, I keep it in 2000. I also don't acknowledge anything that was played in black and white. Interesting. Uh, I think Carter just gave a great demonstration of my answer, which is go back as far as you need to, to make your argument work. That's there should be no rules on that. Always work the math in your favor. Uh, wait, wait a second though. I say 2000 without even having to make my argument work. I just feel like once you go past 2000, that's like, well, actually, I think 20 years should be the cutoff. So call it 20, 2004. I think 20, once you get past 20 years, something happening 20 plus years ago, it's like, all right, like it's, it's great, but it was also 20 something years ago. See, I don't like that though. Cause then we're losing LeBron's rookie season. That seems crazy. Uh, I mean, second, I mean, LeBron's done enough since then though. Yeah, true. I don't know. I think uh, my, my actual answer would be, you can go back as long as you've lived. I'm not going to tell you you can't talk about the 60s if you were there in the 60s. If you saw it, tell me about it. That's my answer. Cart doesn't like that. Uh, Derek says, what's Michigan State's record this season if they played all their games on ships? (laughs) Uh, 20 and 13. (laughs) Riley, any thoughts? Would they be better if games were played outdoors on an aircraft carrier? I mean, it was was they beat Gonzaga on the aircraft carrier last year, correct? No, we lost to Gonzaga on the aircraft carrier, but it was a it was a battle. It was a great loss. Hang the banner that Madi Sissoko did well on Drew Timmy in the win. I forgot he did well in that game. Yeah. Remember what happened in the 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 first carrier classic 
State also lost too. They lost to UNC. So I think they'd be this is this is not boding well for Michigan State to have a better record on ships. <laughs> I think we need more and more extravagant Michigan State high profile non-conference games. That's what I want. Like I want to see Michigan State play UConn like in a ball pit or something that has nothing to do with that. Like just make it crazier and crazier against the best team. At Chuck E. Cheese's? Yeah, I, I want more and more of this. It's fun. It's all good. Coop says, to help avoid refs dictating outcomes of games, do you think college basketball should adopt a coach's challenge rule similar to the NBA? In the NBA, you get one challenge, then a second one if you win. Uh, do you like that rule, Cart? No, I think you need to respect Stripe's call. That's part of the game. Riley? Uh, I think we already have enough reviews, and I'm going to go – the reverse response then and say, what's one more going to hurt it? Like might as well just throw in a coach's challenge. I want a like coach's are- challenge in college hoops. I want a coach's challenge specifically because I think there's so many stupid coaches that we would get some highly entertaining challenges. If there is a coach's challenge, I want the reward. I'm sorry, not the reward. The punishment for not being successful is that a coach is ejected for losing a coach's challenge. Oh, that'd be fun. Coaches get off really easy. Fun. I lose. All they lose is a timeout. Like that sucks. But at the same time, I need some coaching, a coach's challenge with a little bit of gusto on it. Like they get a technical if they get it wrong or something or get ejected. Something bad has to happen. Wait, I have a lot of ideas with this. We could have, we could also set it up so that if your challenge was successful, the ref gets ejected. How great would that be? If the ref botches a call, there's another ref waiting to come take his spot. That would be sick. I would love that. But aren't the refs also the ones responsible for overturning the call based on what they see? Yeah, true. They would never overturn it. They don't want to get ejected. And I don't think – I think in the – who are the most, like, prideful, stubborn NBA refs? Like Scott Foster? Yeah. Because I just think about Ted Valentine. Ted Valentine's never going to overturn a call if you challenge him. Even even if the, the if, even if his penalty isn't getting ejected, it's just like he's – gonna stand on his principles stand on business as the kids would say and he's not he's not overturning anything this is why we need like a college basketball dean blandino though like couldn't we just throw like andy Katz in a bunker and he gets to make all the decisions that'd be amazing right. that'd be sick i would love that. that that's the awesome. perfect job for cats that it'd would be cats so would be good. incredible in that role yeah this is why we need more decision making power in college basketball somebody call me i don't know i'm available travis nelson says am i crazy or is northwestern the second best team in the big 10 riley your thoughts i'd still go wisconsin i mean what northwestern did to nebraska was super impressive it seemed like every step back boo took he he made wait did i say wisconsin i meant illinois i'm sorry for that that's why i got that Okay, that was thank you, thank you for that facial expression, Greg. You know that I I can't ever willingly defend Max Klesmit. So yeah, I meant I meant Illinois. I'm, that was a terrible slip up. I was um, so concerned that something had happened to you. I was really really nervous. <laughs> I'd still lean Illinois. I know they've had some issues and some cracks have shown recently. Um, but yeah, I'd still take Illinois over Northwestern. Hart. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm still leaning Illinois, but I think that Northwestern is solidified as the third best team in the Big Ten, though. I think they are. I'll go Illinois two, Northwestern three, and then I think there's a drop-off before you even get to Wisconsin. I could not be out on this team or more out on this team. I will say when we get to the NCAA tournament, pending the draw, obviously, just say say the same draw was available for Purdue, Illinois, and Northwestern. Northwestern's at minimum second on the teams I would choose to make a deep run on that list. Maybe you could talk me into trusting Boo Booey more than Matt Painter in March. Ooh. Okay. I mean, I'm not I'm not livid at it. I'm smirking at it, but I'm not livid at it. I really don't see a way that Boo Booey goes out without a tournament run. Like, I mean, the, the way is obviously like they draw UConn in the second round or something. Like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But, like. He almost made a Sweet 16 last year. This team's offense is way better than last year's. So, so I'm I'm bad at bracketology and things like that. Um, but there's no possible way that Northwestern and Purdue would be on this in the same bracket, correct? No. Yeah. They can't do that. I mean, okay. they could meet in like the Elite Eight, but not sooner than that. Gotcha. Okay. Because I'm thinking like if it's like 8-9, if Northwestern is an 8 or 9 seed, and then they would get Purdue in the second round, but – 
like I said, not a brack, not a brack. We are a bracketology podcast. I'm not a bracketology podcaster. Yeah, we go to Lucas Harkins for all our bracketology needs. Uh, guy, parentheses, I am very sad, says, I want to drink away the pain, but legally I can't. I'm listening to I'm Drunk from the Dave TV show album on repeat and doing history homework. The game isn't over yet. I'm sad. Budarius is good. He's happy and he still drinks. I feel nothing. Cart, you also feel nothing. Do you have any words of advice for our high school friend Guy? Yeah, guy's trying to be he's trying to be sad. He he doesn't know what sadness is. You don't really know sad, my brother. I, I could show you sad. You you don't know sad, okay? It's you're trying to be sad to be cool. You're not real life sad. Mm. This shit hits what? different, okay? You're fine. Wow, that got very dark. Riley, any thoughts? Just uh turn on some Rod Wave. Act even more fake sad. I love Rod Wave for the record, but you can't convince say, me that guy's actually that sad. Um, <laughs> I mean, also, he's a pretty big guy. I'd be pretty sad. But he's also, he's got plenty of money. Like, he's had a lot of success. Well, money can't buy you happiness. I'll, I'll, I'll that's hold a, on to that's that. That's a lie. It is. Is it? Yeah, if, I'm, if I was ever sad. I mean, think about it this way. If I was rich... Right now, like I could make my sadness go away. I got I'm NIL and a point guard. <laughs> Get them on my team. I can't do that. Fair point. <laughs> but I was gonna sad. say with, with with guy's sadness about Nebraska, though. Look, he called me a fraud, so I got a chirp back. Is guy even a Nebraska fan, or did he just randomly pick them this year? Like you he can't randomly you, pick he randomly picked them this year. You can't be sad about a team that you picked five months ago and act like you've been a one since day one. Also, if you go back to this summer, there was a show we did back in July where I was trying to tell y'all that Nebraska ball was going to be good. I gassed up Bryce Williams right before he turned up on that foreign tour and had a game where he dropped 35. So if anyone should be sad guy, it's me. Talk that Riley. This did happen. Uh, Cart, do you actually think there's any sum of money that you could have that would make Tom Izzo use the portal though like you you're saying like you could throw around money and get a point guard no you couldn't not if not unless tom's willing to use it oh brother i got so much money that's just part of the phase of the plan i'm doing other things behind the scenes like what like, like how how are you actually getting a portal point guard with money if tom Izzo's the coach funneling more into the retirement fund oh so you think he can be bought maybe Interesting. Fascinating. I would love a whole hour on this at some point. Maybe we can do that next week. Uh, Janny Boy Terp says, can we finally give Kyle Neptune the beating he deserves on here? What do you think of what he's done to two good Villanova rosters and how he's destroyed players' progression like Cam Whitmore, whose draft stock took a nosedive under him? Cart's smiling and nodding, which is good because I didn't really feel great about me and Riley giving a black head coach a beating. Carter can jump in on this. Yeah, uh, let, let, this, let this be known. Uh, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. But I'm going to be there when the time comes. Um, he ruined something I love. I love Cam Whitmore. I still love Cam Whitmore. He ruined him. Uh, they gave him a bunch of shiny toys, a bunch of shiny money this offseason. They'll go get a roster to be a factor in the Big East. They are not a factor in the Big East. Um, it's not time yet to do my full victory lap. But just know I have a meme folder already prepared for the day that Kyle Neptune steps down as Villanova head coach. And I will be firing off a series of tweets in celebration. Can't wait for that day. I'm excited. Jay Meisner jumped in and uh, he responded to Guy's sad message and said, with a couple tweaks, this could be a haiku. The haiku is this. I'm sad. Boo is good. He's happy, yet he still drinks. Now I feel nothing. Riley, I feel like you might have had a haiku in your day. I actually don't know if I ever have. I did study this fine language of English in my collegiate days. We already mentioned a group of 2015 graduates. Let it be known that we are a scholarly bunch uh, in case anybody wanted to get that twisted. So I analyzed a good bit of poetry in my day. Never wrote it. That surprises me. Riley Davis, no haikus? I can't believe it. I don't even know what that was. That was a haiku on the fly. I can't okay, believe that I was pretty impressive. I don't know that what a haiku impressive. is. I'm sorry. Five seven five. No, I, I know it's I know it's a form of poetry, but I I don't know what a haiku actually is. Hmm. 
we'll talk offline. Uh, Guy then wants to hire Jay Meisner as our official Discord poet. We'll work on that. Dylan Terpstra says, where would Indiana State finish in the Big Ten? Cart, you are familiar with Indiana State and the Big Ten. Where would they finish? Uh, you know, there are not there are a lot like Northwestern in the facts that they can't check, but they got a very potent offense. I'd say they finished somewhere in the five six range, not top four. Riley, uh. I'll go five. I would say six, but those jerseys give them a full spot boost to where they finish oh, fifth. Great call. Those jerseys are so clean. I'm going seventh. I don't think they're better than Nebraska. I think they're better than Nebraska. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're better than Nebraska. No. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. The home court is like huge in the Big Ten. I don't think Indiana State would have a better home court than Nebraska if they played a Big Ten schedule. Um Trent Frazier is GOAT, says asking if Ty Rogers is GOAT shouldn't be seen as a moment to belittle Trent. We will remember your comment. Like we remember Trent dropping 22 on your team's head without Io in Ann Arbor. Two different notepad emojis monitoring this situation. Uh, <laughs> fair play, although like Trent Frazier's probably like 11th on the list of Illinois great performances to beat Michigan. Like, <laughs> how much time do you have? Let's run through some other names. That's just what Daddy Brad does. Didn't um, Alfonso Plummer have a better game than Trent that game? Or am I remembering that? It was right? all – the Juwan Howard era has been a blur, my friend, let me tell you. Wonderflonium says, for off-season content, how about EPL? Carter has mentioned his team a few times. I'd be interested to hear the genesis of the fandom and league storylines. You want to give a quick Man City fandom gener generational commentary? I'm botching words. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll do this pretty easily. Uh, I picked up soccer just kind of like everybody else did. They picked it up right around like the World Cup time. And I picked a favorite player from my team. At the time, it was Mario Bellatelli from Italy. He was great. Talked a lot of trash. Scored goals. Loved everything about him. He was, he was edgy. It was everything I needed in a soccer player. He played for Man City. That became my team. Learned that Man City's rich and runs from the grind that aligned with my views uh, and where I want to be in life. So that has been my team since, let's see what that is, 20, 2013, 2012, maybe. Uh, I'm very aware of everything that people say about Man City. I love it. You're poor. Um, that's your fault. Get a richer owner. That doesn't apply to me. Um, but yeah, at least I have one team in my life. Uh, that's two teams because the Lions won this year. Lions and Man City, the teams that aren't letting me down this season. Who would have thought? Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Riley, do you follow EPL at all? Nope. I'm in between the two of you for the record. But, okay. Yeah, Moving I, on. I, I, miss, I miss when you used to be fired up about soccer, Greg. I was super fired up about soccer when soccer was the only sport that was being played on earth. And then other sports returned, and then it was a little more difficult. Um, good sport. Yeah, There's time and place. Fun while it lasted. Kits are special. I love, first of all, I love that they call uniforms kits. That's incredible. Uh, and they're, they're special. Like wearing a soccer jersey is probably the easiest type jersey to wear in a public setting these days as a 30-year-old man. And I really respect that and love it. Uh, let's go back to the comments. Trent Frazier is GOAT now has a fun one here. Take the best five starters that Tom Izzo, Brad Underwood, Juwan Howard have ever had on their team. Do a round-robin tournament. Who wins? It's obvious to think Izzo has the best five, but I think Underwood and Juwan could both make a mean all-time starting five. Uh, his example of Illinois in the Underwood era is Io, previously redacted, Marcus Damas, Coleman Hawkins, and Kofi, and he genuinely doesn't know who beats that team. I'm going to go back to Cart first on this one. What do you think? The thing is, like, Tom Izzo's got a wider, wider net to cast because he's been there longer, right? 25 yeah. years man yeah yeah that's like that's a that's a crazy long um i think i still get the edge to izzo just because it's a i mean you talked about too like the what coach would you want in a one game win all go home setting probably still tom izzo it might have changed i don't know i i gotta check in weekly on that nowadays um but you give me like you give me cash give me redacted Give me Xavier Tillman. Then you can go all the way back to like, you know, what I want, Draymond, Zell, all those guys. I mean, you just have – you have 25 years of great players to choose from. On the other ones, you do have great players, don't get me wrong, but it's 
uh, like I said, uh, you're not casting your net as wide. See that? I think you you worked your way to the right names, but like Michigan State's rolling out two national player of the years in Denzel Valentine and Draymond Green. They're rolling out Cassius Winston, who was a first-team All-American stud. And then you can pick any number of guys in four and five, like NBA guys that went on to great careers. Um, Mateen Cleaves was a national champion. Mo Pete was the leading scorer and best player on that team, first-team All-American. So, like, it has to be Michigan State because it's an unfair game because the sample size is so large. If we're going just in the Underwood era, it would probably be Underwood. But, like, I'm sorry. If if Illinois' best team is Marcus Damask or Alfonso Plummer at, as their fifth option, Michigan State's winning head-to-head. That's that's kind of crazy. Riley, any thoughts? Yeah, I think Michigan State rolls that. You can't you can't top those those I mean the NBA success, national players of the year. Yeah. Yeah. What was it was was he did say Michigan was the third team in that, right? Yeah, Michigan would be the worst by far here. One, because it's the smallest sample size, and two, because it's Jawan Howard. Um, but like Michigan's team's probably like Hunter Dickinson, Kobe Bufkin, Isaiah Livers. Franz. Franz. Isaiah Livers, Franz, and Xavier Simpson. Not a bad team. I like it. Yeah, I like everybody but Xavier Simpson. Yeah. If I get another point, like, did you say Kobe was in there? Bufkin? You could run Kobe at the one and I guess Brock, like, but then you got to choose like Eli Brooks or. What about Mike James? Give a little love to the Columbia transfer. Was that his last name? Mike Smith. Mike Smith. Jesus. Goodness gracious. I'm sorry I'm confusing my generic mics like to the to the Smith family. Maybe give your son a little more of an original name than Mike. The one thing I can promise you is Jed Howard would not be on my Michigan team. Um but is it also hasn't Jed Howard been picked higher than any Illinois pick in the last 50 years? Yeah. What's Jed, is Jed playing this year? I don't know. You think uh, I'd keep alerts on how Jed Howard's life is going these yes, days? Sure, I don't know why. Good I, God. I uh Purdue Pete says, can we get a defined statue of limitations on fans crowing about past accomplishments? Each level should be different. This is basically what we already talked about, like how far are you allowed to go back? But his examples are Illinois hasn't made a Sweet 16 since 2005. Yeah, but we made a title game. Like how how far back are you allowed to brag about your program doing something? Whatever you got to do to make your agenda work. Yeah. Riley? I stand with that too. Um, Go back as far as you want when it comes to bragging about your program. Yeah. But if you're, if you're Indiana or something or NC state and you haven't won a title since the eighties, you're probably going to get made fun of just know that. But I think it depends on what you're bragging on too. If you win a national championship, brag about that shit for life. If you're bragging, yeah, life, I'm sorry, Indiana fans, that was unnecessary. Yeah. But like if, if you're bragging about like an elite eight run from 26 years ago, let's have a conversation about where, where things are. Um, okay. Two more quick ones to end it. Tristan Freeman says to Riley, why is your team suddenly ass? I addressed it at the start of the program. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. Next question. To Carter, why is your team consistently ass? I, you know, I don't know. But I think the thing that me and Riley can hang our hats on and hold our heads up high about is that no matter how bad we are, we are better than Pitt. And to me, he says, why is your team historically ass? Um, do you think he means like historically as in like throughout history or that this year's team is historically ass? It could be both. Got to be got to be the this season historically ass. Yeah, I don't think it can actually be both because historically Michigan's a good program. But like yeah. th- this year, historically ass um, grades school. That's why big goose. Says happy bluffs Friday, everybody. What are your uh Super Bowl do's and don'ts? Riley, why don't you take that? Oh man, the, the biggest Super Bowl don't is if you're someone who doesn't actually want to watch the game, sit with the other folks at your party who don't want to watch the game. Some of us who are actual football guys, uh, we, we gotta be locked in. And I'm not trying to make small talk. Like, I'll make some small talk during the commercials here and there, but I also want to watch the game. Riley throwing that fo- us football guys comment has me, like, he's just got eye black on on the couch. He's like, I'm trying to watch the game. <laughs> are, you a, are you a commercial watcher, Riley? Uh, 
I'm kind of indifferent to it. People think they're funny. It feels like people, you know, if you don't watch it, you might miss out on like 30 seconds of glory on Twitter when people are tweeting about it, but people move on from it so quickly. Yeah. I couldn't tell you a single Super Bowl commercial from last year. And I'm sure I laughed at a couple of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just love the relationship between Fam, aka Big Goose, and Riley. Like, Fam clearly knows riley's personality well enough to always give a great question for bluffs friday and riley literally i think everyone you can go back he starts with oh man like he gets so excited about the answer <laughs> and the answer is always flawless it's perfect i love it uh and then cart his last question was any betting locks for the super bowl oh uh, chief's money line yeah has is still plus money seems great yeah, which is crazy uh can i can i throw in one don't on here please don't Come to a Super Bowl, like get together, watch party with the with your team's jersey on who didn't make it. Mm, like, like this isn't the draft. This isn't like a fantasy football get together. Like mm. I'm not wearing a Lions jersey Sunday. My team's not there. Like, don't wear your jersey. Your team's not there. Now that we're about 10 days removed, Car, are you like in a position where you're excited to watch the Super Bowl or no? No, we should be there. Yeah, I feel really upset that we're not there. I really do. Mm-hmm sucks all right okay great job comment section great week from the discord appreciate everybody and thank you so much to everybody who signed up for it It means the world we have three topics today we don't know what they are riley davis does where are we going first all right first one we're going to kick it off with some acc and some mountain west conference talk because it's to the point i i will clown my conference my conference has not been good this year I'm tired of the narrative, though, that gets pushed that it's a glorified mid-major league. Even if it is, if you don't come from the ACC, you don't have any rights to say that. And I wanted to give you all a hypothetical just as we're looking at bracketology, looking at bracket matrix, seeing which seeds are projected for what. If you were to take the top six teams of each league and did a little ACC Mountain West challenge tomorrow on a neutral court, who do you think? would be uh triumphant and I can give you the matchups if you if you want to keep notes of this. We're gonna need the mat let's go matchup by matchup and then uh as a group of three we all get a vote. So let's let's each pick who wins matchup by matchup. All right. First matchup, the top two teams in each league, UNC, New Mexico. And this neutral. is a neutral? I need to know where it's being like give me an arena and a random city and state. Where's the neutral? <laughs> neutral is in Charlotte. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pulling the blue blood power card. Carolina finds a way to get this game in Charlotte. Then it's Carolina. I think North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, I, I agree. Even if it, okay. What if you say, put it in like Texas. Still North Carolina. I would only factor in New Mexico if it was at the pit. Where's Elliot Cadell from? New York, New Jersey, New Jersey. If this was played in New Jersey, or maybe call it Brooklyn at Barclays, I'm taking New Mexico, and Cadeau's in hell, and he puts up a stinker trying to show out for family. But anywhere else, I'm taking Carolina. Mm, if it's in Brooklyn, there's a lot of UNC alums in New York, buddy. We're showing out. Oh, I know, I but you're- a, I dropped you're, a buddy on that. I know how much you love I, that. I, 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 had to, I had to layer on the condescension. Your, your point guard's going to try and do a little too much, pal. He's going to have a legacy game, Slick. <laughs> I can't get into it. One thing I never want to do is get into a buddy off with Riley Davis, let me tell you. Uh, okay, game number two. Slick is crazy. Uh, <laughs> game number two would be Virginia and San Diego State, and I'll just get ahead of it and say you couldn't pay me to watch that game, bro. It's going to be That's going to be a game in the 40s. But who do you under, think comes first, out under of first of all, um, I go Virginia. Where's it? Where's it at? Games at, Ford Field. Games at Ford Field. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Is it your Friday? Is it Carter sorry. Friday? My bad. <laughs> I'll, go uh, San, I'll go San Diego State. I think I'd lean San Diego State, too. I think they can do a little bit more offensively than Virginia can. Virginia's defense has been otherworldly over the past, like, three games. Um Still kind of a small sample size, but I, I Virginia is still the type of team where this could come back to bite me. But I think if you get up on them seven points, you pretty much win because they don't have the the horses to catch up. I like that. Yeah, they're very similar. Um, I actually like both teams' chances to win a tournament game or two in March, but I agree mm-hmm. San Diego State has better players on offense. Next game would be Duke and Utah State. Uh, 
Okay, first of all, these matchups stink. <laughs> like we, we want to talk, we want to talk about like which 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 conference is winning it. Yeah, there might be a winner. The real loser is everyone watching this. Um, sorry, what's the neutral site? Don't let me overstep that. Let's let's say they're playing in like Denver. We'll skew a little. We'll make Duke travel a little bit more. I'm taking Duke. I'm taking Duke too. But you had a prime opportunity to put this game in Bradford, England, which is the hometown of great Osibor. And if that game was played there, I would take Utah State. I think I'd still lean Duke as well, but I, I had that great Osibor Kyle Filipowski matchup circled just after what we saw Armando Baycott do to Filipowski less than a week ago. Um, yeah, I think he would he needs to step it up a little bit defensively going against great. What a name, by the way. Also, great. Uh, one of his best Ken Palm comps this year is Trace Jackson Davis last year. Yeah, he's been great. No pun intended. All right, 2-1 ACC to the next one. Boise State and uh, Clemson. A game that's already happened this year. But whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Why is Clemson the fourth team? Uh, Why did I put them fourth? This seems like a little bit of game in the matchups in the ACC's favor, Riley. I did game the matchup a little bit. I don't know how I put them in my notes. They are not fourth in the conference All right, right now. Hey, All right. schedule makers do what they do. Clemson, Boise State, we'll rock with it. Cart, what's your pick? Uh, Give me uh, Boise State. <laughs> Can I get a why from you on that? I feel like you're in pain getting through this exercise. <laughs> because, I, I, because in the couple games that I actually have watched the Boise State this year don't tell me why I think it's because they're that 11 o'clock I'm chasing game um I just think that one they had that look of a team that has played like hella games together uh and they also have a player in the front court and I honestly wish I could say remember his name but I watched him put a very very good New Mexico front court and top in as a freshman I, I saw him put him in hell and I truly think that he could have that same effect on PJ Hall. Max Rice is like randomly just like some bucket. Like he was shooting like 30 something percent coming to the season or for the rest of this, or for most of the majority of the season comes in and pours like 34 points in uh, to upset at the pit. So I don't know if you win at the pit to me, you're a really good basketball team. Um, I don't think Clemson's a really good basketball team. So I'm, I'm gonna go with Boise State to win this one. If you combined these two teams, you'd get Wisconsin. And I'm very out on Wisconsin. I just want to say that. Um, but, like, this would be – I've made fun of how Clemson's front court is, like, a good player and a dude cosplaying as a good player who looks like mm -hmm. him. Uh, that's the same with Boise State for the record. Tyson Dagenhart's awesome, and then Max Rice is, like, cosplaying as Tyson Dagenhart. Uh, they're all white, and they're all weird-looking. And if you combined them, you'd get Wisconsin. Where's the game being played? Uh, let's see. We'll say this is in Kansas City. It's my favorite new bit. I'm going Boise State to win. I think I picked Boise State too. Uh, you forgot to mention Omar Stanley, who's actually really good and has put up a couple 30-15 games. Who's the other big man that Boise State has? Maybe that's what I was thinking of. 30-15 game. I might have just made that up, but he definitely had 30 points at some point. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you had me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next matchup. This one is my favorite. Wake and Colorado State. And they're going to play this. They'll play this one in Atlanta. Hmm. I, I, I feel like Wake Forest is just like my abusive ex who just like won't let me go and I just keep coming back. Um, I think I'm going to go Wake. Because, because I can't leave them alone. I can't leave Wake Forest alone. I can't. I'm sorry. I will once I pick them and, you know, I there. I think Kevin Sweeney had the perfect tweet for it the other day. It's a team that you don't think kind of belongs in a tournament, but you're just hoping they get there because they'd be fun. So give me them in like a one-game setting and like a tournament setting like this. So, little spoiler alert for you, Cart. You had a chance to ruin Riley's entire game by picking the Mountain West team here because Riley is going to pick the ACC team in the final two matchups so that he gets a 4-2 victory. Um, I am picking Colorado State. Colorado State's undefeated on neutrals. 
Wake Forest is one and two on neutrals with losses to LSU and Utah and a win over Towson. Steve Forbes has never made the NCAA tournament in his career at Wake Forest, despite having all these random good teams. Uh, I think both of these teams kind of stink, to be honest with you. But one has Isaiah Stevens and one has Hunter Salas. I will take the one with Isaiah Stevens. You're right. I I am going with Wake. Hunter Salas is good. You can't. What's the knock on Hunter Salas? Hunter Salas is fake good. Hunter Are Salas, we sure Hunter Salas isn't just as good as Isaiah Stevens? Yes, Hunter Salas. I think Stevens is the better player, but Salas has been a bucket this year, and he's a good defender. He's a bucket. Hunter Salas is Judah Mitz. That's disrespectful to Salas. This team is way better than Syracuse. Syracuse is falling apart, and all Mintz does is get to the – like. Mintz's only gift is getting to the stripe. Admittedly a great gift, but it only gets you so far. How Salas can actually score a little bit in a more – in a variety of ways. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. Like, That's all you're giving him? <laughs> well, Cart, Cart always makes fun of me when I say just a bucket, and that was my phrase for Sensabaugh. He's just a bucket. I, I'm not going to say Salas is just a bucket, but he's primarily a bucket. That's 97% of what he does any given game. I, I was looking up just Judah Mintz and Salas' stats before I you know, jump into this. Um, I, I think that might be disrespectful to – to Salas. Why? What's Judah averaging this year? Uh, they're averaging the same points, basically. I think uh, Hunter's at 17.9 and Judah's at 18.3. Uh, Salas has the better percentages. Both good, though. Don't get me wrong, but I think Salas actually might be better. And Salas can actually make a jump shot. You should love Salas. Greg. I feel like I've been, I I like Salas, but like Isaiah Stevens is one of the two best point guards in the country. There's a bazillion Hunter Salases. Isaiah Stevens is, yes, he is one of the top point guards. I just think it's closer than you think. It's not just clear. Like, Oh, it's Isaiah Stevens. I think it's, I could, I could squint, see a world. I think there's a lot of Hunter Salases. There's a lot of very good college basketball players on iffy teams. I'm sorry I ruined this for you. That's fine. Fine. I mean, Wake Forest wins. Now let's get the last one. <laughs> Nevada and Florida State. That's the worst this game, game ever. This one is like truly America loses. I, don't I think we're okay. Maybe a better question is which player does Sean Paul tweet about in all caps from this game? Someone from Nevada for sure. Um, <laughs> Keenan Blackshear. I think that's who. I think that's who gets it. I would I'm I'm gonna give this game to I'm gonna give the Florida State because I think Hamilton's a better coach. And that's it. That <laughs> I have no other reasoning behind that game is ugly. I maybe it's in Florida and it gets called because of COVID outbreak or something, because I don't want to watch it. Uh Florida State is not good, as are none of these ACC teams. Like they're Virginia Tech, uh Miami, Pittsburgh are all ahead of them on Ken Palm. So I don't know. This is like the ninth best team in the ACC, which stinks versus Nevada, who I think is actually decent. But really? I think they're decent. I think they're decent. I, I, I'll i say this. I don't think if you drop Florida State in the Mountain West, they have an 18-5 and five record right now playing Nevada's schedule. Um, That's probably fair. Yeah, true. I was. You know what, Riley? You know, I, I, I feel like you did this exercise to prove something about the ACC and Mountain West, but I feel worse about the ACC after this exercise. Yeah, I feel good about the top five. So I, I, I think UNC, Virginia, Duke, Clemson, Wake all get in the tournament. I don't feel good about Florida State. I think Nevada would win this game. Oh, so that leaves it on me. I could, I could even it out. I'm not. I'm going to take Leonard Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, this one thing this podcast will never be is like a Mountain West propaganda podcast. You can you can head to other places for that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Riley. That was fun. What's our next topic? All right. Next topic is team most likely to pull a UConn, and by that I mean a three seed, four seed, or a five seed that might be might have underperformed during January. Maybe they underperform in February. That can get to a Final Four, maybe even a national championship. I, I get that UConn went through a his. 
dare I say, historically dominant national championship run, winning every game by double digits. Um, so I didn't want to put that sort of pressure on these teams. But of the teams projected for threes, fours, and fives, which ones can you sort of visualize, let's say, a Final Four run with some dominant performances sprinkled in? Oh, I love this question. It's fun. I think there's... Would you like me to, yeah, you you like me to read you the teams? Yeah, please, please. All right, so this is per bracket matrix. Three seeds are Wisconsin, Alabama, Baylor, Iowa State. Four seeds are Illinois, Duke, Dayton, Creighton. Five seeds are Auburn, BYU, San Diego State, and South Carolina. Are we allowed to go b- lower than this, a seed line, or no? Yeah, if you want to pick a six seed, I'm not going to stop you. Can you give me the six seeds? All right, let me pull it up. Some great options in those first couple ones. There's one team that I think is the real answer here, but I'm waiting. Six seeds are six seeds. I mean, this sort of feels like an obvious choice. Kentucky. That's the obvious choice. That's what I was going. So Utah, Utah State, Florida, Atlantic, Oklahoma are the other sixes. I think the let's let's eliminate Kentucky, but I think the the real answer here is like Kentucky ends up on the five line and finishes fifth in the SEC. And we're all like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. They, they don't have a defense. And then they just play lights out and Dillingham yeah. and Shepard are crazy. But that one's too obvious, so let's eliminate them and pick from the actual 12 that Riley gave us, three through five. Cart, you want to go first? I think the one that stuck out to me immediately was Iowa State. I really like this Iowa State team. Um, Lipsy, as, like his growth and as being like the just like the non-shooting, like non-offensive, like get into the paint point, like literally stand in on the block while he has the ball and to become the point guard that he's become. I mean, Greg, we talked about the other day, you know, people thought the sky was falling in Iowa state when Tyrese Hunter left and they ended up getting, they ended up getting the great end of that deal and the upgrade in that deal. And they're a better team and they are better without Tyrese Hunter. And you know, the freshman whose name I'm not going to butcher is a sniper and is six, nine. Like they just, they got a lot on this team. Oz is a really good coach. I, every time I watch this Iowa State team, I just, I you know, I just love watching them play. I think they're a really good team. Um, it's kind of cheating because you had them as a three seed, right, Riley? So it's like if, if they made yeah, a run, I wouldn't really, I guess, balk at that. So my backup choice, obviously, I'm going to have to go to Illinois. I still think that Illinois is a team with that has a run in them as long as, you know, they're at full strength. Greg? Uh, I was wondering if Cart was going to name drop this team at all at a certain point and he didn't and I give him credit for not doing it. I'm a worse man than him. Um I I'm really it, it's like heroin. I've never used heroin but well, I Greg, you better not. I imagine that what I'm about to do is like the needle. That's what I imagine it feels like. I I saw it last night they were playing they were in overtime last night. I'm going Creighton. Ah, I'm going Creighton. Greg, I'm going good. Creighton. Hear me no, out. Here's no, why. No, no, no. Can I, can I try? Can I try? Let me try. They can't stop anybody. Yeah, let me try. This is super, 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 duper, super, duper, duper notable. Yeah, a bunch of dupers. Do you know what Steven Ashworth has done in his last three games offensively? What? Five for nine from three against DePaul, 17 points. Four for eight from three against Butler, 26 points. Six for seven from three against Providence on the road, 20 points, including some huge shots to send that game to overtime after they were down seven late in the second half. I was super out on Creighton the entire beginning of the season, single-handedly, not because of their defense or anything else with them, but single-handedly because Steven Ashworth stunk. He wasn't good enough to play at this level. I thought it was just a total miss, a Nick Timberlake-level miss. He looked uncomfortable. He can't do anything. He's coming off three games in a row where he's absolutely unconscious. He looks like the guy that we saw at Utah State. He's coming off screens. He's doing a little bit off the dribble. Suddenly, the plays are just happening in real time for him. The formula with Creighton was never going to be unbelievable defense. I thought they could have a good defense because anytime you have Kalk, like you, your defense should be fine. I still think their defense is fine. They're top 40. They're not great. Maybe that ends up top 20 with a tournament run. The serious issue was always that Ashworth stunk. And I don't think Ashworth stinks anymore. And they're going to end this season with 10 losses because they still have to play UConn. They still have to play Marquette. They have a couple tough road games. They have seven losses already. Everyone's going to assume that's slept walk through the regular season. When in reality, if this is just Ashworth going forward, if he's going to make 50% of his threes and get you 15 points a night, this is the team we were promised in the offseason cart. Could happen. 
Hey, he's just so bad defensively, though. And I can't. I, was it Carter who said he? Sorry, it's it's more Ashworth defensively. Like I'm glad he's doing the offensive thing, but he is so small out there. And also, I'm I'm not starting the dialogue yet, but we're gonna have a all. This guy actually might just be tall team, like inspired by Zach Eady. No, I watched. Jo- no, I watched Josh Aduro for 40 minutes treat Ryan Kalkbrenner like he was Stephen Ashworth. It's a bad take. It's a bad take. It's a really bad take. I love Kalk, but did he not to get dominated for 40 minutes last night? It's a really bad take. But I love Kalk, though. But did he not get dominated for 40 minutes last night? Oduro played well. And every single bucket was just right at Kalk's chest. Oduro played well. Yeah, Oduro's good. 12, 5, 7 assists and 3 blocks from Kalk. Yeah, Kalk's good. I mean, you're you're implying he's not. You just imply he's just big. <laughs> yeah, that was taking it too far. That was definitely taking it too far. But I, it, you know, after watching what Oduro did to him last night, I just I left I left that game saying that Kalk Renner might be soft. I do want to say well, this? Two, sorry, Riley. Two of Calc's uh, Ken Palm comparisons. Two of them this season are different John Teske years. <laughs> That's a little scary, Riley. What were you gonna say? I was just going to say, like, yes, Oduro's good, but if you're supposed to be one of the, what, at worst, five best defenders in the country for Kalkbrenner, you kind of need to show it pretty consistently. And I don't know if Oduro is that good that he should be stunting on a top five defender if he truly is top five. I'm going to say no comment. Say no comment. (laughs) I'm going to look something up. Riley, what's your answer to this prompt? All right, I'm glad Carter picked Iowa State. I love that pick. I was sort of afraid I was going to pick Iowa State and get clowned because of the the stereotypes that they can't score. But yeah, Milan Momsilovic, I'll give you that pronunciation, Cart. That kid's a stud. Lipsy has become one of the best guards in the country. That probably would have been my first pick. Looking at these other teams, I'm tempted to pick Auburn, but it seems like truly the last three seasons they haven't been able to win outside of Auburn Arena. Don't like that for a tournament setting. So I kind of want to go out on a limb here and pick the team that has the best player of this group and go with Dayton and Deron Holmes. Hmm. I like that pick. I think Deron, I don't know if people realize how skilled Holmes is because he's a freak athlete and he's a, a force around the basket, but he also has legitimate perimeter skills. And it's not just him. Dayton has a good guard in Kobe Elvis and this man, Enoch Cheeks. I love that his last name is Cheeks. Uh, As has been said before, I've described many things as Cheeks or Buns when they're not playing well. It's nice to see this in a positive connotation for Enoch. That man is super bouncy. Like Dayton has legitimate athleticism. Their offense is top 15 in the country. I don't like that they got packed up by Richmond and scored like less than 60 against them. But as a whole, I think there's a little bit of a world where we see Dayton get the run where they they get the run they should have gotten in 2020. I'm staking my claim now that Dayton will lose their first game in the tournament. Me too. Yeah, I think they're super yeah. limited out at the run. I think a lot of people are going to pick them to win a game or two or make a run. I, I don't think I've ever felt more confident that they're going to lose their first game. And I, Duran is stupid. He's one yes. of the one of the five or six best players in the country for sure. But I, I think they're pretty one-dimensional, honestly. No disrespect to Mr. Cheeks. Um, I if you get packed up by Richmond, though, that's usually my disqualification of can you win a national title? And that <laughs> happened like two weeks ago. Uh, also, I, I just not to like like this is the Riley show. Riley's allowed to do whatever he wants. But I just want to throw out that I think you guys totally botched the prompt here. I think the prompt was like which three, four, five seed team can sleepwalk through the season and is like actually a great team that's just going to flip the switch. And you guys gave me Iowa State, who has had a great regular season, and Dayton, who has had a great regular season. I think this is much more about like what team just didn't care and will care in March. Okay, well, that's easy. If that's the case, it's Duke. Duke? It's Kentucky. Well, we said Kentucky wasn't eligible for this, and I'm looking at Duke's on the four line just like UConn was. They have NBA talent just like UConn did, and I'm secretly scared that they're going to pull UConn. So, I like Duke better as an answer than both Dayton and Iowa State, for the record. Still like Creighton more than Duke, though. So do I, a- do, I, do I have to keep my Creighton stock, too? Like, is that, how, is that how this is working? 
Yeah, I think like if you and I co-own something and one of us is back in, that means the other is by default back in. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Well, I'm kind of upset that this is how I'm finding out. Usually I like a text, like I get a text from you like, hey, just so you know, like we're back in on Creighton and I don't really have any. I'm like, okay, good to know. So Yeah, I got ambushed. I'm sorry. I didn't text you last night because it was in the middle of Michigan winning too and we were both down in the dumps about that. Um, Last note from me on this, your uh, ooh Oduro went crazy against Creighton. That means they can't win a championship. Last year, Bryce Hopkins gave 27 to UConn's front court in the regular season, and Providence beat UConn. Packing up a, a Providence player, packing up doesn't disqualify you from being national champion. It packed up Adama Sonogo, who's not that, who's not a, considered a top five defender in the country. Donovan Klingon played 21 minutes in the game. Maybe they win if Klingon plays. 28. Maybe. Is, Kling- is Klingon just tall? <laughs> Let's go to the third topic. <laughs> we got to preview the big game. <sighs> it's that easy. Super Bowl preview. I know you're not supposed to say Super Bowl because of copyrights. That's why I said the big game. Wait, you can't say Super Bowl because of copyrights? I think if you're like making money off of it, I don't know. I don't know the rules. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Um, Greg, do I need to set you up again to to say your bit about Patrick Mahomes getting plus money? So I'd actually like to let Carter do my bit for me this time because I know it's, it's, it's not a bit. <laughs> it's well, it's our bit, and it's not a bit. And I think I did admirably in the AFC Championship game, and now here we are with once again the same opportunity presented to us. Uh, I would love for Carter to step in and do it for us. We've been on this earth longer than most. 31 years, 30 years to be exact. I'm not sure what your guys' exact ages are. Mine's 30 years. In that time, I have had less than I can count on my fingers, on my hand, how many times I've had the ability to bet on Patrick Ramon Holmes, Mahomes at plus money, okay? You don't get that opportunity often. We've been blessed enough to have that opportunity multiple times in the past couple weeks and multiple times it has put new dog toys in my son's mouth okay we once again have the chance to bet on the greatest quarterback to ever put on an nfl uniform at plus money for anyone who is listening to this on low volume i repeat turn it up hit the plus volume button we have a chance to bet a quarterback who is the greatest to ever put on the uniform at that position at plus money. You cannot let that opportunity go by the wayside. You need to bet that and you need to bet it now and you need to bet it big and you will win because it's Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy. Greg, who is the quarterback for the 49ers? Brock Purdy. Once again, this is Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy, you decide. You did admirably, Cart. Uh, 13 is a key number, though. Have you heard the 13 theory, boys? Have you heard this this week? Is this like the seventh theory? So this has gone a little viral, and uh, I'm a big, you know, vibes guy. Everybody knows this body language. I like to read the room. Uh, Sometimes I think there are supernatural powers at B that can decide the outcome of a sporting event. Uh, certainly I'm with Carter. Naturally, I think Pat Mahomes at plus money against Brock Purdy is an absolute don't overthink it. However, this 13 theory has me really nervous. This is the theory of 13. Taylor Swift has been all over. This is Taylor Swift Super Bowl, right? This is, I mean, like it or not, this is Taylor Swift. This is Super Bowl 58. If you add five and eight together, you get 13. 13 has historically been a lucky number for Taylor Swift. Um, Carter, I'm sure you know this. You're a Taylor Swift household. 13 is a very key number in Taylor Swift's life. Uh, The San Francisco 49ers are playing in the game. Four plus nine, 13. The Niners are the one seed. The Chiefs are the three seed. One, three, 13. Taylor Swift flying in from Tokyo to this game. The flight time from Tokyo to Las Vegas, 13 hours. If Taylor Swift does make it to the game, this will be her 13th time watching the Kansas City Chiefs in person this year. The date for the Super Bowl, February 11th, 2, 11, 13. If you subtract 13 from 100, you get 87. Travis Kelsey's number 13 could be the reason that a certain quarterback, Brock Purdy, 
number 13 may win this game. However, Carl, what else does the number 13 mean to you? I don't know. Well, 13 is the number of losses that Michigan State basketball had last season. And 13 is the number of losses that Michigan State basketball had the season before that. And 13 is the number of losses that Michigan State had before that. Coincidentally, the three years that A.J. Hogard has played on this team. A.J. Hogard, Cart, how many championships has he won? Zero. Zero. There will not be a championship for number 13, Brock Purdy. This is Pat Mahomes at Plus Money. The universe has spoken it into existence. Pat Mahomes himself has spoken it into existence. And the sportbooks have given us a gift, ladies and gentlemen. Mortgage it. Riley, your thoughts? Yeah, I feel like I should just drop the mic at that generational rant. But as the self-proclaimed football guy, I got to at least look at the matchup a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> And I just want to say a lot of the points that I made about the Ravens, I think three weeks ago, you could make about the 49ers. And that's why I think the Chiefs win it. Um, I, if you remember about, yeah, two or three weeks ago, I said the Ra the Ravens offense was fast dudes on a team full of fast dudes. The Niners are fast dudes on a team full of fast dudes with a little bit less melanin. And I don't, yeah, I don't think that's necessarily going to be the difference maker against the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs defense is too good. Um I think they have the best defensive coordinator in the NFL and Steve Spagnolo. And even looking at how the the Niners can try to slow down the Chiefs on the other end, um, I made that big that point about Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen and how I loved watching them play at uh, play at the linebacker position. You could say the same thing about the 49ers with Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, who were arguably better than Queen and Smith, but I don't think it matters. I don't think it like I don't really trust the the, Chief, uh, the Niners' ability to even get pressure against Mahomes. Like, if you want to look at the blueprint with how the Bucks beat uh, the Chiefs back in 2021, I don't think there's any sort of performance like that in the 49ers. I just think Mahomes is going to have enough time to do his thing. He's going to scramble. He's going to have some highlight plays. Kelsey's going to have at least one, maybe two big catches. And it's probably going to be an ugly of a grinder, but I, I like I like the Chiefs coming out on top, like 20 to 13. Hmm. Mm. Mm. I think that I think the Chiefs win this game. Mm, I'm gonna say 30 to 20, 30 to 23. Mm. Um, yeah, I gotta be honest, guys. I'm still doing mental backflips on the number 13. And uh, Carter, what number does AJ Hogard wear? 11. What number does Tyson Walker wear? Two. Yeah, those together. 13. What's the furthest that Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogarth have made it in March? Uh, the, the Sweet 16. How many Sweet 16s has Michigan State made in Tom Izzo's tenure? In his tenure? Or no, I'm sorry, in Michigan State's entire program history. Oh, shit. I don't know. 13? 13. <laughs> Actually, no, it was in Thomas. I was 10 years. Damn it, I botched it. I was really cooking. This was all on the fly, boys. Uh, yeah, you have to bet, Chiefs. Riley, thank you for the football analysis, but like transcendent player, Brock Purdy. I'm with you on that. I'm not going to make that mistake again, calling yes. it a bit and saying that the Ravens were somehow going to stunt on this dude's At grave. Patrick Mahomes at plus money. I mean, I really, I need to flesh out some more things on this 13, though. I really, I have a viral tweet cooking right now. All right, should we go to one big thing presented by Bigby? Let's Probably. <laughs> Riley, what do you got today? All right, I know y'all are a couple, a couple of good Midwestern boys who have survived cold Michigan winters. What are your opinions on a thermos? Have you ever used a thermos? Are they cool? Are they necessary or are they nerdy? Like a thermos for like some soup? Yeah. Can't remember the last time I've used a thermos, to be honest. I don't think it's nerdy at all. I think it's efficient. I like if you're if you're if you're an avid soup person, like I feel like you should have a nice thermos. But then again, I feel like thermoses have very much evolved over time. Like now you can get like instead of like the thermos, you know, the, the classic one with the cap at the top, you can get like mm -hmm insulated bowls or like heated lunch boxes or something like that so that the thermos is kind of something of the past but i think it's efficient i'm 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 okay with the use of it 
Greg, do you have I, any thoughts on thermoses? I'm not here to thermos shame. Uh, I have never used a thermos, and I'm not particularly interested in doing so. But if that's your game, I am not here to shame you for it. I simply ask because we're having soup for dinner tonight, and I have something. <laughs> I have something work related this evening where I might have to take a thermos. <laughs> and as I was hashing this out with Natalie, she said, "I always thought thermoses were nerdy growing up." Hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely, they definitely have that connotation. Um, can me and Greg guess what soup's being made tonight? Please do. I think it's like a Tuscany Italian sausage something, maybe with some gnocchi involved. I'm going to go like a chicken bisque. Carter was so close. It's orzo, <laughs> orzo soup with uh, spinach and vegetarian <laughs> meatballs. I was uh, close. Because Natalie, she's a vegetarian. That not sounds vegan, fire. Like that sounds Meg, fire, by the way. I think it is going to be very tasty. But yes. Uh, I was actually, while I don't want to thermos shame, I do want to shame anybody who plans ahead and says we're having soup for dinner. You should never do that. <laughs> never, ever do this. Soup is like, a, should we just do soup? Yeah, do soup. Nah, dude, some soup is fire. I'm I'm, I'm on board with planning ahead for soup. A, if Thursday, you some- a Thursday night plan ahead, honey, it's soup night. It's just crazy. That's crazy. one big thing. I go last. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can go last. My uh, my one big thing is that if you subtract Michigan State's defensive number twentieth from their offensive number thirty third, you get thirteen. Is it a negative thirteen? Uh, thirty three minus twenty is thirteen. Oh, oh, you said twenty minus thirty three. I'm I'm really in thirteen hell right now. This is crazy. I'm gonna have a lot like Dougie Tutter is gonna hate me in about an hour. Oh God. Okay. My t- time for my one big thing. Yes. I'm afraid he's going to like hurt himself on camera right now. (laughs) That's the show this week. Uh, I'm going to go check on cart now. Thanks for watching. We'll be back next week, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.